Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm fucking cranked right now. I'm not sure why, though, because with our world-class bowling team on bye, not really much happened this week, right? Can't lose yeah. on a bye week. Yeah, there we go. Hey, the Lions found a way. <laughs> they always do. Yeah, I'm joking, of course. You know, football, turnover. Uh, yeah, hooray. Skip is gone. Uh, yeah. It sounds like he's happy that Skip left. <laughs> yeah, Skip Holtz is no longer the head football coach at Louisiana Tech University after nine interesting years. Yeah, and how we're going to do this this week, because we have a football game to talk about, basketball games to talk about, and just a whole bunch of other things. And then the football coach was fired, and then another one hired this past week, too, is that we're going to do two episodes this week. The first one will be normal, talk about the games, and then the second one, we can just have some time to talk about the firing of Skip Holtz and the hiring of Sonny Crumbie. Crumbie. But Crumbie. there's not an R in surname. Yeah. Oh, well. It's as lewd as it sounds. <laughs> I just assumed that was a typo the whole time. No. Anyway. <laughs> Sonny Seaman. <laughs> all right. Well, God damn it. Yeah. I don't know how I'm supposed to transition all that anyway. But first, let's talk about the race game and get that out of the way and never Please. think about it again. Oh, God. God damn. JD Head. Hey, I'm the Man. one that said Tech was going to lose this game. Yeah, you did. Head giveth, head taketh. It was uh, painful to watch at the end because it was a classic, uh, classic Holtz job. Uh, and it wasn't very pretty to watch in the other three and a half quarters either. That kind of goes into my opening line of my 90 second recap. So let's go ahead and do and get it. that out of the way, too. All right, here we go. In Skip Holtz's final game as a coach, the first drive ended in typical Colts fashion. A long time consuming drive that ends in three points. Rice punts and the Bulldogs find the end zone thanks in part to two 30-plus yard passes from J.D. Head. So Tech is up 10-0 early and everything seems pretty good. Oh, what's that? A 70-yard touchdown run by Rice where the running back wasn't even touched? There's the 2021 Tech football team I know and, and hate. A bad overthrow by Head on a fly route gives Rice the ball back where they take advantage of the momentum and grab a 14-10 lead. Tech punts. Rice throws a lateral that's dropped, in the dropped by the back and picked up by Zeke Barnett with a lot of green grass in front of him, but it's blown dead and ruled incomplete. Goes to replay. Turns out it's a lateral, but Barnett can't return it because it was blown dead. And instead of a potential touchdown, if Barnett was able to stay in bounds, Tech goes four and out. Some poor clock management decisions by the Owls, and at the end of the half, it's 14-10 Rice. As we head to halftime, Rice starts the second half with three plays and a punt. Tech goes four plays and a punt. Rice goes three plays and a punt. But then instead of alternating punts, the teams start alternating touchdowns. Tech actually grabs a 24 to 21 lead and forces right into a three and out before scoring another touchdown. And then with three state straight touchdown drives, Tech seemed to be mostly in control of this game. But again, Skip Holt's final game, Tech takes their foot off the gas and Rice eventually gets to within three, 31-28. A couple drives later, Tech has the ball fourth and one at their own 27 with just over a minute left. A first down wins this game. Instead, Barajas kicks a 39-yard punt that's returned for 48 yards, and four plays later, Rice has a four-point lead with one minute left. <laughs> Tech actually drives a bit, but with 12 seconds left, J.D. Head escapes pressure to roll all the way to the left sideline before trying to pass the ball 40 yards downfield and also to the right sideline. And yeah, that's an interception pretty much every time. End of game. Tech falls to Rice 35-31. Yeah, the last throw by Head was absolutely atrocious and some of the worst decision making I have ever seen. Yeah. It's Brett Favre I NFC Championship. No, it was worse. It was far worse than that. <laughs> you know, Ouch. I got... I got home. I, I actually forgot that I got home in time to watch that on TV. I was listening to the game on the radio on the way in 
which was not quite as bad as flow from progressive Matt, but uh, I kept ah, losing memories. signal in the middle of nowhere in Texas. And uh, it was, it was rough. And, you know, I'd come back and be like, Oh, we scored again. Um, but the one thing I want uh, to note from that was when we were up 31, 21, both me and Malcolm Butler and Teddy Allen started being like, Hey man, we're going to win this game. <laughs> I don't know why any of us thought that we were not going to win that game. But yeah, yeah anyway. Pain. Pain. Pain is right. Yeah, I mean I'm still a little upset, even though who knows if he would have been able to return it or not, but with that Barnett grab of the lateral that got blown dead, just every time that happens where it's possibly a lateral, possibly a forward pass, and they blow it dead rather than just letting the play develop, it kind of irks me. And that yeah. might have taken a touchdown off the board in a game that was decided by four points. We would have found a way to lose anyway. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I can still be uh, mad about this though. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, is there really anything to talk about, like from this much, game? Like, because it's a, it's kind of a lame duck game because Skip was the lame duck coach. He, I'm not saying we're going to talk about the future of the, of the program in the next episode, but I don't really know where he fits in the scheme of things going forward with all the news that's come out recently. But uh, it's obvious he has a long way to go. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, what happens promise, when you but... trot out a freshman. Yeah. They make some yeah. freshman mistakes. Has some talent out there. Well, he was making like, holy shit, YouTube compilation, what you doing, baby, mistakes, where that last throw was awful. I sent Evan it a video. It looked like it slipped out of his hand, to be honest, but I, I don't know. That the decision made, still was bad. It was yeah. very bad. Yeah. I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen worse plays, mostly committed by preschoolers. But, uh, <laughs> it was a very, very bad decision. So... It sucks because it feels like uh, I think the overarching theme for this season uh, was a lack of consistency or maybe uh, not only a lack of consistency, but we were violating our standards faster than we could lower them. Uh, You start off with the one point loss against Mississippi State and you kind of think that we're hot shit. And then the team just got worse and worse as the year went on. And it would have been more fitting had the season ended after the USM game because that was like. That's not even the bottom of the barrel. That's below the barrel. That's subterranean. It was uh, like four or five bottles, barrels down, just yes. below the bottom of the barrel, below the bottom of the barrel, below the it, bottom of the barrel. Exactly. It was very, very bad, and it would have been a very fitting way to end the season. But the Rice game just – I didn't really give a shit whether or not Tech won this game or not because it meant nothing in the grand scheme of things. Uh, it would have been nice to have gotten a, a victory, sure, but I think we were all pretty, pretty relaxed about this the way it ended in fact most of us were kind of laughing with the way it ended buddy i've been laughing since the beginning of that usm game i, I mean Probably even before that i, I tweeted yeah. out during it during the end of the game like is there any other way for the holtz era to end other than like snatching snatching defeat from the jaws of victory yet again right from i yourself. mean just taking your foot off the gas whatever you want to call it i mean that's what it is nathan you I, had a you had a a, a note in the in the game recap, you know, we have the ball fourth and like half a yard. Now it's at our own 27. So maybe the decision to punt is the right decision, but you have nothing to play for. You're already getting shit canned at the end of the game. Like, why are you not going for that there? I don't understand. Yeah, like, gender don't defense is horrible. I mean, earlier, <laughs> I think it was yeah. three drives earlier for Tech, maybe two drives. Yeah, they face a, a fourth and eight at the Rice 30. Yeah, the Rice 35. So eight yards to gain is a lot, but the Rice 35 is kind of rough. So they ended up punting the ball for 27 yards. 
uh, because it's yeah. just on the edge of field goal range. And then Rice goes down and scores a touchdown on the next drive five plays later. And then now it's a three point <laughs> game. I like. I just feel like the lesson that you're supposed to learn from that first one is, hey, look, it doesn't matter how well we flip the field or whatever. Rice can yeah. score, and they did that in five plays. Yeah. And then here, with a chance to end the game and go home happy, you choose to punt, and it ends up a net negative because they return it for more yards than they punted it. <laughs> and it just, yeah, I, I said at the beginning, kind of this felt like an encapsulation of the Holtz era, or at least the 2021 Indeed. Holtz Bulldogs. And that's what it feels like. This is the coda of the season. Like yeah. It's not needed. No one needed to watch this, but it just perfectly <laughs> summarizes how this entire season went. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it kind of affirmed that Tech probably made the correct decision. I fully. Yeah, I well, I fully agree with that. We'll kind of get into that later. But yeah. the games, the game stunk. The team stunk this year. Uh, not much else left to say. Yeah. If you laugh about I mean, it. It's fun. Yeah. What, we don't need to go deeper into the. No the the minutia of the game but did you guys have a player of the game for the last time this season yes the gtpdd crew for enduring this absolute nightmare <laughs> so tech fans everywhere basically for the because you gave it to gtpdd last yes. week so yeah. uh, no i uh player of the game uh let's uh let's get serious here for a sec let me uh i'm gonna look at the box score and just uh see right. yeah what's crazy here is head he threw for three touchdowns and almost 300 yards. He didn't, uh, the three interceptions are atrocious. He had a QBR 42.7. Uh, so that wasn't I, great. I think there's fixable, fixable issues. I really don't have a, uh, you know, I guess I'll just have to be kind of unique here and uh, give it to a defender. Uh, I'm going to give it to BJ Williamson. He uh, led the Bulldogs with five solo tackles, seven tackles total. He had a, t- a tackle for loss. Uh, I'll go ahead and go with BJ just because I feel like I haven't given a lot of love to the defense. BJ pisses me off a lot, though, because he blows coverage really, really badly sometimes. I'm about to talk about a time where he blew something in this game, but it doesn't show up on the stat sheet on that 70 yard touchdown run early yeah. by Rice that gets on the board first. He's the one that whiffs as the last man. Yeah, and, and that's ends up getting it, just burned by a running back. It's It's been incredibly difficult to pick a player for this game that stood out yeah. because. It feels like they all equally sucked assholes. But uh, I'll give BJ. What the hell? Why not? And that play where he, where uh, Rice went down the field seventy yards, that running back was only five foot five. Oof. Maybe you just didn't see him then. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nathan, what about you? Yeah, the player I'm picking is not five foot five. He is six foot two. It's Trey Harris. Out of uh, Tech's leading gonna... receiver yeah. on the night. Also, the guy who I don't know. I'm. He's one of the people I'm most excited and really hope he returns. I know there's probably going to be some roster turnover with a coaching change because there always is. But the one bright spot from the season, I think, is Trey Harris, a freshman wide receiver that just kind of took over this whole receiving core and looked and made the players that have been on this team for years look like scrubs. Like what, they should be improving every year. And yet you're letting this freshman show up and upstage you. And he did that in this game like he did in a lot of other ones. So He's Trey good. Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty frustrating considering that I believe I picked Griffin Abair to be the breakout player this year and he took yeah. a lot of steps backwards. Yeah. I'm going to go with a guy who I don't think we've mentioned this year at all since the preview pods, but Kevin Dominique, the running back transfer from Grambling got his first like sort of major ish action in this game. He had six carries for 34 yards um, in this game, 5.7 average with a long of 12. So he, 
pretty much matched Marcus Williams output in a third of the carries. So, um, you know, shout out to him. He's a junior this year. And like you said, Nathan, don't really know who's going to be around next year, but, uh, yeah, running uh, back room should be better than it was this year. So also Harlan, so. Shout out, uh, 31 yards on three carries. So maybe I should have picked him. Yeah. I'm going to be a uh, contrarian. I'm going to pick, uh, not a tech player. I'm going to pick Gabe Taylor for rice for, uh, getting a game clinching interception on the 14th anniversary of his older brother's passing Sean Taylor. It's a uh, kind of poetic oh. for him. And wait a minute, wait, that's Sean Taylor's little brother. Yes. Wow. I thought it was a uh, nice, uh, you know, once again in the Holtz era, we can make history. <laughs> yeah. I feel like usually again, we've skipped this a few times this season, but did tech go and did tech die? They did not go. <laughs> they died. That seems pretty obvious. I don't know. I, yeah. uh, maybe, they, maybe laughter is actually the answer to that question. Yeah. I uh, I I don't think that they uh, well what am I saying here I don't even know I've I've holds to myself um, <laughs> I felt like they went when they felt like it but then yeah. they but then they were kind of like eating a funnel cake at the bus stop and saw the fire across the street and were like nah I don't think so I went back in the bus station <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, oddly specific um, I would say yeah. I would say that uh, I would say that tech ultimately I guess did not go and. Uh, obviously they did die. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I agree with you about going. I mean, they, they, it seemed like they went, it seemed like they showed up the Southern miss game. They seemed like nobody was having fun playing football that game. And, and <laughs> yeah, you know, everyone entered the transfer portal this game, at least when I lost signal in the middle of nowhere, I wanted to, to click, you know, back into the tune in radio app to, to freaking try to get the game back if that had happened during to me during the southern miss game i probably would have just been like you know what i'm better off um that was pain but uh but you know as far as did they die i mean i want to i want to highlight a fourth and 12 tech decides to run a fake um (laughs) field goal from the rice 26 fourth and 12 instead of putting your offense out to go for it on fourth and 12 which i guess you know it, it would be obvious they ran a, a you know, the the old pitch the ball behind the holder's head to Cesar Barajas. Oh, yeah. Um, the way that Malcolm Butler described this to me, so I wanted to ask you guys too, but the way that Malcolm Butler described this on the radio was that he had enough green grass to score a touchdown. Like when you first saw the play developing, you're like, oh, he's going to score. If it was smoke errors, maybe. And then he got caught after gaining five of the 12 yards. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was so, very painful to watch. I guess Barajas went up to Skip and was like, look, it's over for you. It's over for me. Just let me have this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a player like, just... coach, it's over for you is kind of hilarious. <laughs> My personal <laughs> pet uh, pet theory is that uh, Skip was mad that Barajas was the only thing that worked on this team all year. So he, so he sent him out, him. Him out, <laughs> sent him out there to get tackled. Yeah. <laughs> you can't look better than me. Yeah, put half a horse tranquilizer in his breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'll show this son of a bitch. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that and and then the decision to not go for it when you literally have nothing, nothing at all on fourth and half a yard with the game. I mean, Rice is out of timeouts. All you have to do is get happy. If you don't get it, we lose. Whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? Who cares? If you do get man. it and we win, who cares? And the <laughs> right? player and the players walk off with off the, the players field with him on, their on you, right? Yeah, like they, yeah. yeah, walk. They lift you up on their shoulders like the ending of Rudy, and then throw yeah. you out of the stadium, and then but head back in to get their stuff. That's <laughs> the that's the died moment to me. It's like yep. Skip 
I don't even know. Like, I, I don't even know what to say it's about like, that. Do, just, do you even care? Just do it. Not just, really. Anyway, not you, but like skip, the skip even care. Doesn't seem well, like it. He's getting ready to interview for FIU. So I guess he doesn't care. Ugh. Well, you know what? They'll get, they'll get him the bowl average, but whatever. I made that up. I don't think he is. That would be, I mean, that would, that would make it wouldn't sense. The, it wouldn't be the worst for them. All right. Who hasn't answered the question? Josh? Nathan? Um, Tech went and took a giant dump on the field. That's what I'm going to dump on right. my heart. <laughs> Actually, they didn't. I've been, like I said, I've been laughing about these mishaps since the beginning of the USM game. Just got to laugh. Oh, that was fantastic. They took a dump in your heart. Uh, I thought you were about to walk that back. I was about to just go back to it and say, yeah, they, they just took a dump. Uh, it, <laughs> if only to make Matt laugh. It's so yeah, juvenile. It, they, they did not go, I don't think. Yeah, they, they played well at times, but they just, even when this team goes, they look like they're not going. I'm not sure if it's some sort of optical illusion that's just tricking the eyes, but I, I have a hard time saying that they went against a Rice team, too, that's this bad. It shouldn't Nathan, have you been. Finally got your, you finally got your dream, yeah, right? I should us. be so happy right now. This I should would be, be. This is all I ever wanted. <laughs> you could be happy with that loss. Nobody would blame you. Uh, this is all you've ever wanted. This is all I've ever wanted, and yet it feels so wrong. So, yeah, let's move <laughs> over to basketball, where uh, we have some more sadness to talk th- about. This actually really hurts. What hurts Does the it? most? I don't know. Look, I mean, there were good things that came out of this, at least. Yeah, hey, I just want to go ahead and say my player of the game was Kenny. I mean, that's everybody. The, player yeah, the game. Uh, there, <laughs> I wrote that in the notes. The player of the right game. Now. Spoiler alert: It's Junior Lofton. Yeah, yeah. So this NC State game. I mean, NC State. First of all, congratulations! You've swept us in all fucking sports this year. So um, do they have a bowling team though? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Let's hope they don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. This game. I don't even know if we need to recap it, right? Because it's pretty much like NC State was pretty much up by eight or so points the whole time. And Junior Lofton was fucking amazing in this game. Yeah. And those are the two things you need to know about it, right? Yeah. Is there anything else to say? No, nobody, nobody else showed up. The bench didn't show up. The other four guys in the starting lineup didn't show up. It was uh, It didn't really feel like it. I mean, yeah, Junior Lofton stole the show, but the team felt like the, even when he wasn't on the court, it felt like they were still in it. They we were. It was just. It was a like a fifteen to two run away from from Tech taking the lead at a couple of points, which never happened. But a lot of times in basketball, you have those kind of runs right. back and forth, and that's the interesting thing about this one is that just never happened. Well, I'm quite either familiar. team. Yeah, I, I'm I quite think team. Quite familiar with runs and uh, and dumps. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> this infantile <laughs> this infantile humor that I just love. I. Yeah, General Zoe Kenny was killing it out there. I, uh, I think he he finished with what eighteen boards and thirty six points. God, what an absolute monster! Yeah, yeah. I mean, this game it's kind of weird because like if you look at the stats, right? We shot fifty percent from the field. Um, we had we kind of dominated the boards because Lofton again had eighteen boards or whatever, sixteen boards. It was eighteen. Um, but the main the main thing that jumps out to me here is we had fourteen turnovers to to their six. So yeah. Yeah, you know, you fourteen turnovers is probably about average for us. But the fact that NC State only gave us the ball six times that's that's like elite level yeah. shit right there. Yep. 
Absolutely. And then also we shot 33% from three and they shot 47% from three. So they were, they were hot and yeah, uh, so, we just, but the six turnovers, that's, that's, that is elite. And that's the major yeah. reason why they won. Well, I mean, also we talked earlier about Keystone Willis having hot games and cold games. And I felt like if he was hot alongside Kenneth Lofton. Oh yeah, absolutely. Changing in a phone booth to turn into Superman then this would have been a game tech would have won. Yeah, but really, if anyone, if anyone yeah. else had, and like I said in the preview last week, like if Crawford plays, this is a totally different game, right? Like mm-hmm. we're missing that second piece here. The next best player after Kenneth Lofton Jr.'s 36 points is Caleb Stewart off the bench with 10. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not it's, a, right? that's like, not a recipe for success. If you even have two other players in double digits there, you're going to win this game. But yeah, like yeah. we need to we need to figure it out and uh, get and Junior some is, help. This was, again, one of the toughest games we, we'll play all year. And you want to win those, obviously. But like, my God, is Junior Lofton good, you guys? <laughs> yeah, it's Christ. it reached a level of I kind of thought he was overrated uh, when people started kind of dick riding. And uh, but to show out like that, 36 points, 18 rebounds against a pretty darn good NC State team. That's yeah. These were that, that's really all career cool. highs for him. But I mean, what, me wrong. what stands out for me is that 36.18 rebound four assist performance. I saw a tweet where he's the first player to do that in all of NCAA basketball since 2011, which like, yes. I mean, there's a lot of team. There's 350 teams playing 40, whatever games per year, 35 games a year. Like, yep. That's incredible. Yeah, so first person in 10 years. Yeah, and and the first tech player, you know, all kinds of crazy shit, right? The first tech player to have numbers like that, you know. It's not like he did it against, like, some, you know, NIAI team or D2 team, you know. He did it against NC State. Yeah. Like, he needs to figure it out and put it together around him. He's a baller. I just, uh, tech can't be a one-trick pony, or in this case, a one-trick, whatever you want to call it, Kenny Lofton, but uh, (laughs) really, really... I don't know, is Crawford out for the He's year? He's like a monster come to life. No, Crawford should be back soon, I think. It but bodes I well. I haven't heard because there's been so much football sure. shit going on. But it bodes well going when we get to conference play. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah, when it, it really yeah. matters. And yeah. hopefully we can use that season to gel up as a team. But the last time we said, oh, well, uh, zero, uh, no losses in conference, it ended up being a disastrous football season. Uh, I'd like to think that the same isn't going to apply to the basketball team. If Kim yeah, I mean, can- it's also worth it's also worth knowing that this lost NC State improved Tech's Ken Palm ranking up three yeah. points. So yeah. oh, quality oh. loss. I guess so, as they like to say. Uh, if Tech can play, if just one or just one other guy can kind of be the Robin to Kenny's Batman, and Ken can go off, he's not going to be able to go off like that every night. But goddamn, if he can put up 20 points and grab 10 or so rebounds or double doubles every night. Tech has a shot to go pretty darn deep in the, into, uh, into the, uh, into conference play. Yeah, for but sure. Before we get into that conference play, we have a couple more out of conference games this week, including one team in Texas Southern that should be an easy win should be, but then we also play Santa Clara in California for some reason. And that one will probably be a little more difficult. That's where Steve yeah. Nash went to college. Huh? Yeah, did not um, know that. Yep, there he was. That was the only college coach or college that program is, really that scout is, him. That is correct. Out of Canada, and, uh, they're the only yep. ones. 
And they went into the Sweet 16, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, Texas Southern actually made the tournament last year after winning the SWAC. But so far this year, they have yet to win a game. But they've also had a pretty brutal schedule. They've played number 47, Oregon, number 33, St. Mary's, number 61, NC State, and number 22, BYU, as four of those six losses. Oof. Like I said, they made the NCAA tournament last year by winning their conference tournament. What's that like? And they played Mount St. Mary's in the play-in, but then got beat down pretty bad by Michigan in the round of 64. Meanwhile, this year's iteration of the team, they are a very good offensive rebounding team. They have the 19th best offensive rebounding percentage of the nation so far this year, but they haven't really done much with those second chance opportunities or even really the first chance opportunities. They rank 337th in effective field goal percentage and 336th in three-point percentage. So they can't hit a shot to save their lives. Sounds like a pretty good team to play right now. Hey, let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Especially after playing a team that shot like 52% from the field and 48% from three. <laughs> yeah, we could we could use some missed shots um, this week. You may not want to listen to the Santa Clara preview in a second because uh, okay. I have some bad news for you in a second. But for now, um, <laughs> the player to watch that I have is Yahuza Ra. I should have looked this up ahead of time. But Yahuza Rasas. Rasas? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, He's the 145th best offensive rebounder in the nation, and that's kind of helping that whole offensive rebounding percentage number, one of the few things that they have been very good at so far this year. So the best player doing the best thing the team does, yeah, he's my player to watch. Yeah. Do you have one, Evan? So, yeah, I mean, Nathan, I I think you're right with that. The only thing they're really good at is is those rebounds, and Yahuza Rasas seems to be the one that, uh, that pulls him down. So if It'll be interesting to watch him match up with Kenny down down low. Yeah, definitely. At least on one side of the court. It seems that just fall apart. Defensive rebounding for some reason, but who knows why. Anyway, Ken Palm gives Tech an 85% chance to win this game with the final score predicted of 77 to 66. Massey, on the other hand, is a little less optimistic. Tech has a 68% chance to win, 75 to 70. Uh, rather than give actual final score predictions like we do in football, we've been kind of playing around with this. I'm curious, how about we do who do you think will win and by how many points? So I'll start and say that because I'm always optimistic, Tech will win, even though they should win this game anyway. But I'll say they win by 15. Is this game at home? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's at home in the Tech on Wednesday night. Um, yeah, I'll say Tech wins by by about that. I'll say 14 just to be different from you. Taking should the under. Comfortable. Dogs by 20. And uh, I don't think it's going to be quite that substantial. Um, I'll go Tech wins by, uh, oh, I think 15's a, a nice a nice round number, so I'll go with 15 as well. Ooh, Texas Southern has a bowling team. Oh no! Uh oh. Anyway, uh, yeah. So what about this other this other game, Nathan Santa Clara? That's a little bit of a different name that we probably don't hear very often from the San Jose region of California. Yeah, I believe it's Spanish for Saint Clair. Uh, it's okay. not. Dang. Okay. Well. Never mind then. But yeah, so this basketball team, they are much better than Texas Southern. They are ranked eighty they are ranked eighty-fifth in Ken Palm this year. Tech right now is ninety-seventh in those rankings. Uh they've won their first five games of the season, including some impressive wins over number eighty-eight Stanford and number seventy Nevada. But mm. they are currently, at least as of this recording, because I think they're playing while we record this, they're on a two-game losing streak before this Hawaii game that they're playing tonight. Uh, like Alabama, Santa Clara may kill us with three pointers. They are forty-two percent from the from deep on the season. That's eleventh best in the nation. But 
beyond mm. the three-pointers they're just overall a good shooting team they also rank 39th best in two-point percentage and 35th best in free throw percentage uh nathan yep i have a breaking news update what's the breaking news update uh, santa clara has beat hawaii 70 to 50 uh, well there goes everything let's throw out all the notes now uh they have two six foot ten guys on the roster but they don't Jesus. seem to play with a lot of height they've struggled with both defensive rebounding and blocking shots in the Ooh. bottom 50 or so of both categories in the country so they have the tall guys they get the playing time but for some reason they're just not rebounding on defense or blocking shots junior about to eat well mm. we already know he does that well they, they may try to trot out these 610 guys that don't really that don't really play that much just to i've also tried know. to stand in front of a well, car before <laughs> one of them's getting over 80 percent of the minutes he's at the starting five i mean he's up yeah. he's on the court a lot Oh yeah, I see that Parker Braun. He plays at the four and five. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's that's interesting. But yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and choose my player to watch first. I'm gonna go with Keyshawn Justice. He's their power forward. There usually plays at the four, but he also plays some at the three. I guess that's the you know he's six seven. So I guess they play kind of faster style, not necessarily locked into your to your positions. But he is the 132nd ranked offensive uh, rating player in the country per Ken Palm, which I think is a metric that, you know, takes a whole crap load of stuff into, into effect. Right. But, you know, on a team that seems to score a lot of points, he's, uh, he's going to be a key feature for them. Yeah. Meanwhile, my player to watch Jalen Williams, he's a great overall player, but why I picked him out by himself is because he shot 35 foul shots on the year and made 31 of them. Wow. And so his ability to make free throws will annoy us as we probably miss some down the stretch, because we always do. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ken Palm gives Tech a 34% chance to win, 72-76, final score predicted. Massey gives Tech a 22% chance to win, 71-80, to 80, final score predicted. What about us, though? How do we see this game going? Uh, mm. I'll pick Tech to win 84-80. to 80. I'll pick Tech to win by four. Mm. I just did that, you son of a bitch. I didn't give you a final <laughs> score, though. Yeah. We could win 24 to 20. You don't know. Matt making us do math. 24 subtraction. <laughs> um, 24 to 20, the final score. <laughs> Listen, man. Virginia Tech and NC State played a game like that not too long ago. Fucking just fucking getting people's shit packed in. Kenny's just got like ends the game with 80 blocks. <laughs> it's kind of a weird, Some of them offensive. It's kind of a weird trip, but, but this is this is a really, really good test for our team. It's a team that plays a different style from us, a different style from anything we've really faced. Um, I think Junior's going to have a, another really great game, but is there somebody else who can step up and, and win, you know, lead us to to a victory, right? Um, I'm going to say Tech drops this one by, by I was going to say four, but I'll say three just to be different Thank you. you guys again. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just don't pressure, know. Man. I don't know if Crawford's back. If Crawford's back, I'll say we win by three. If he's not, I'll say we lose by three. We just don't have uh, a second player who can step up for us in situations like this. Yeah, I was thinking I may have gone into this being the only one to pick Tech to lose before you said anything, which would be a weird change of pace for this show. Because, yeah, this is on the road all the way in California. It just feels like the further you travel, the harder it is to play a good game. And without the, knowing the status of Crawford, and possibly making sure he's okay for conference play when things start mattering a lot more. So even if he does play, he may be limited. Uh, I haven't seen a lot outside Lofton yet to be that excited about this team, at least until we get to conference play. And to be annoying, I'll say Tech will lose by four. Thank you. <laughs> My hero. 
<laughs> yeah, that's not the only basketball we have to talk about. We also have some women's basketball news to talk about. We Ooh. don't have women's bowling to talk about because they're on break until, I believe, after the new year. Yes. But the Lady Texters hoops uh, went to Colorado to play two basketball games in a little midseason tournament. They oh, beat number 232 Boise State and lost to number 29 Colorado, which makes sense because that's kind of how we thought both those games were go would go. But I'm sure y'all saw the buzzer beater yeah. video from the Boise oh, State. So game. good. Oh, man, I love buzzer beaters so much. Um, you're also forgetting that they beat Nichols State by 29 points um, on, I believe, like Monday of last week. So, yeah, so two wins for the Texters. You know what we used to do on this show? We used to make a prediction for how many, what the record would be. That's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not we smart enough to do, to do that anymore. Yeah, we used to do that. Um, anyway, we, we clearly know what we're doing here. But um, yeah, I mean, the Texters, they, they were back and forth with Boise State. It was a really good game uh, the whole way. And they were just able to, to clutch, clutch out that win with the buzzer beater. Hit by Salma Bates. I believe she's one of the transfer players, or maybe she's a freshman. She is a transfer, yeah. So Salma Bates, the transfer guard, um, you know, inbounds the ball with 1.2 seconds left. And it was a quick, like, she passed it to someone, someone passed it right back to her, and she hits, you know, an NBA level three pointer, just nails it at the buzzer. And me and my brother were watching this in, uh, me and Daniel were watching this. At Thanksgiving, you know, just hanging out with the family. We're like huddled around my phone on the couch. And then we just we just start going ham. We're like, let's fucking go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And my family's like, what are you talking about? And we were like, buzzer beater. And they're like, oh, who's tech playing? Like, oh, the lady texters are playing like Boise State. And they were like judging us for being so hype about it. But fuck them. I don't know. Yeah, they're not the ones that hit the buzzer beater. Yeah. And it said fuck them to his own family. And uh, the spirit and of Thanksgiving. Well, the uh Colorado game didn't go quite as well. They hung in there for a little bit, but um, it just, you know, I think the final score ended up being, you know, something like, yeah, 59 to 48. Not you as know. bad as you might think it might be. Yeah, it was pretty close at half or not at halftime. It was 26 to 16. Jeez. But the Texters went on a little bit of a run to open the half and pulled within a couple points. But after that, it was pretty much a, a nine-point lead the whole rest of the game, and, and Tech just couldn't get anything going, um, you know, to to pull back into it. But they showed fight against the number 23 team in Massey or 29 team in Massey. So, like, I will absolutely take the way this Texter season has gone so far. Same. They're four and two overall. You know, winning some games that the Texters in the last couple years would not have won. So I, I will I will take it for now. Progress is being made. With the textures, it seems, seems like, like it. Yeah. yeah, we'll see in conference. And really, play. Yeah. and really, all they can do this week is stumble. They won't really prove anything by beating either of these two schools. This week on the menu is number three hundred forty-three ULM <gasps> and number three hundred fifty-one Mississippi Valley State. Lord, these two opponents have one win between them so far this year. Hmm. Yeah, we need we need to go two and zero in those games, textures, please, <laughs> please, please. That's that's do we think they go to now this week? Yes, I do personally. God. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, that's unanimous. So I'm going to stumble through that word again. And that means that they probably won't do it. But unanimous. Yeah, also, before we get off the lady textures here, they're they're up to 146 in Massey, which I mean, that's a that's a positive move of about 25 ish spots from where I think they were last week. So Look, two and a mean, run could help. Just 
good to see the texters in the top half of women's <laughs> basketball. Like, like I said, <laughs> progress is being made, and I'm happy with that when it comes to the texters right now. Yeah. If they expand the tournament to 128, we may have a yeah, chance. Yeah, we're in, baby. But yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Untie podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where you used to be able to do contests. That's kind of sad now. They're over. But (laughs) you can still buy shirts. Yeah, I haven't announced. uh, I have the winner of the the contest. I don't have the winner. You don't have to tell them. (laughs) <laughs> it it was Josh with 107 points. He he beat everyone by negative 40 points. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> no, so we we had a little bit of a uh, a photo finish between Shane Kennel and our good pal Daniel. I don't and, know who that is. Um, in week 12, Daniel entered trailing by three points um, to Shane, and Daniel scored 12 points in uh in week 12 he did not pick rice to win he picked tech to win um so he lost out on two points there (laughs) and then you know however many points he would have gotten from from being close so if tech had held on to win i believe daniel actually would have won the contest because our guy shane picked rice to win by six so he scored six points right there that he would not have scored if tech won um so with that being said Shane Kennel is our conference or our uh, GTPDD contest champion this year. 145 points. That's an average of 11.15 per week. Uh, Manuel to Daniel comes in second with 141, and our guy Lost Tech Report came in third with 127. So, like I said, it was kind of a two horse race there at the end, but we got a we got a new winner. The fucking time. So, congratulations. Shane- we will reach Smarter out to you on Twitter and you'll get a, a trophy at some point. I still have the one from last year and haven't given it to the guy who won. So good luck. But <laughs> you won. Yeah. And to celebrate, you can buy a shirt, maybe. <laughs> I'm sure you could. <laughs> we should give and if you want to, you can buy one from us. <laughs> just, buy, just buy a shirt. <laughs> Not just even our shirt. Just buy any stuff. shirt. Goes to Walmart. <laughs> oh my god we'll need shirts man yeah, yeah. so by the time shirts. this comes out it will be December it will be December 1st when this comes out so the December shirt of the month is up on the store this one in both short sleeve and long sleeve varieties mm-hmm. it's a go tech please don't die Christmas sweater so nice there's that it's still anyway, a shirt it's still a shirt not a sweater but it's a shirt sweater the best shirt time to wear a sweater sweater is all the time anybody know the or at least Sponge- in december the spongebob reference anybody? oh of course what's that yeah. we all know the one with the collar turtleneck this is not a turtleneck fuck so yeah <laughs> fuck anyway until next time i'm nathan i'm evan i'm matt i'm josh <laughs> go tech please don't die Point guard's name is PJ Pipes. Come on. What a <laughs> name. I don't care. <laughs> if it was BJ Pipes, that would have been absolutely <laughs> amazing. I don't think you could say his name on live TV. <laughs> <laughs> they just have to bleep it every time he does anything.
Fantastic. DJ Pipes. Amazing. <laughs>